This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. Greetings and welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record. My name is Mark and with me as always is one half Greek, one half Italian, three halves Wolfman. He's barking at the moon. You can call him Frankie D. That's right. You know, once I was in class where people had to say what animal we reminded them of. <laughs> and uh, this is, of course, when I had hair and a wolf was one of them, um, oh. along with a Sasquatch. So, oh, OK. No, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to check out this record. We're uh, we're actually available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you found us. Heck, we're even on the world famous To Be You, baby. We are absolutely, guys. And new episodes they will drip and they will drop directly to your ears. And of course, we're gonna rip what you hold sacred. All this is for your listening pleasure, just so everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, for the uninitiated here, hello, welcome here. On check, on this, check out this record. Frank and I uh, find records for each other to you know, check out, you know, track by track and tell you what we, we really think about them. Uh, but that's not all. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we also have a wide array of musical discussions, like in our Spotlight series, where we'll dig into a band's catalog, like a couple of grave robbers, and see what's worth a damn and what's just, you know, your grandma's shitty bones. <laughs> or in our verse series, we're going to pit two albums, sometimes three, against each other. They're going to do it out for total stereo domination. That's right. Now, if social media is your Jimmy Jam, be sure to wah, check wah. us out on the Instagram or the Fart Book, uh, where we have a, a group thingamajig. Uh, so the musical roasting of your sacred cows or the roasting of your musical sacred cows uh, never has to end. So uh, mark yourself safe from shitty music and give us a like or a follow or whatever it is. You do when you're not trying to convince yourself you hustle as hard uh, as anyone else from, from your couch. <laughs> and don't forget to pop on over, of course, that world-famous tube of you. Watch us make these silly faces. And we try to put the show together. Literally, like, I'm trying to figure out how to put the show together. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have exclusive content coming. And you don't want to miss, blah, 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 blah. Fire off a click on and the old subscribe button, comment, mm-hmm. all that good stuff, Mark. That's right. Uh, this week, uh, Frank and I are diving into another live album, this time Strung Out Ooh. 2003, oh, Live in the Dive, released by Fat Records. Beautiful. It's a monster uh, double LP, uh, 21 tracks covering a ton of the first half of the band's career. Frank, Strung Out is one of the like, old school Fat Record bands. Their debut, Another Day in Paradise, is often... Uh, criticized for having that that early fat sound that seemed to all the bands had. Um, that's far from describing how they sound on the, the record today and certainly a lifetime away from how they sound now. My question to you is, how would you describe them to someone who's never heard of them? Great question. And real quick, is that color vinyl that you have there? Uh, it, the color black. Yeah, ah, there you go. All right. There you go. So, um I think what we were talking about the other day could fit best because of really how the bulk of their catalog is. And that's like an alternative metal uh, with hints, hints of punk. You know, it's like the, the you're too punk for metal and some mm-hmm. might say too metal for punk. That's the best way I could describe it to maybe someone who would have yeah. no idea, never heard of the band name, doesn't know anything about Fat Rack, doesn't know about all that stuff. 
Yeah. So uh, the band hasn't changed much uh, member-wise since uh, their 1989 foundation in Simi Valley, California. Uh, Playing for us live at Chain Reaction in Anaheim on September 30th and October uh, 1st of 2002. We have Jason Cruz on vocals, uh, Jake Kelly on guitar and backing vocals, Rob Ramos on guitar and backing vocals, uh, Chris Atkin uh, on bass, uh, over uh, taking over as bassman in 99 uh, for founding member Jim Cherry, uh, who unfortunately would later pass away in 2002. Uh, and they actually pay tribute to him on the record, uh, yeah. which is really nice. Uh, and uh, Jordan Bums, great name oh, on the man. drums, uh, Bums on drums. Uh, he, he was a member from 93 uh, to 2018, not the OG drummer, but yeah. he's, he's literally on all of the records except for 2019's uh, Songs of Armor and Devotion. Frank, are you ready to jackknife a double gainer uh, <laughs> into this swan of a live album? Let's flay the fish, my good man. All righty, righty, righty. Track one. Too Close to See from uh, 98's Twisted by Design. You know, Frank, one of my favorite things about seeing a band live is is hearing the crowd go nuts as they begin to build up and and the singer pulls the crowd just right in. Um, Everyone's screaming and cheering and like an explosion. The the concert is just underway. This is such an energetic song to open with, really setting the tone for the rest of the, the sets in the album. What do you think of this choice for an opener? I mean, perfect choice. And, you know, it's the first tune I heard when you burned me uh, Twisted by Design many, many moons ago. Nice. And that that's what got me into the band. Uh, it's a great opener, perfect buildup and a climax. Hey, now. And Ew. I couldn't think of a better really song to start off with at this point, of course, in their catalog right now. So perfect song, perfect choice. Boom. Track two, Monster from 96's Suburban Wasteland Blues. Man, I love just that that pulsing bass intro, right? You can hear the entire place just, just get into it and start singing along. Frank, this song isn't about an energy drink, but it, it sure does bring the energy. What are your thoughts on Monster? With regards to the drink, I probably, believe it or not, only had one in my life. Yeah, um, I've had enough for both of us. That's okay. <laughs> all right, so good. So, <laughs> so we're good. Um, however... Uh, it's great how they didn't actually like dive right into another fast paced intro song. Like they let the cl- the crowd simmer down for a minute and-, and then they totally cooked them again. So I thought that was smart placement. Excellent. Track three, ultimate devotion. Another one from uh, twisted by design. Great transition right into those heavy ass, super chunky palm muted guitars. This one's a-, a personal favorite of mine. And I was always surprised to hear it. Uh, this early in the set when I first hear, but man, did they crush it. Frank, is your devotion ultimate? I am a devoted maniac, just so yeah. everybody knows. Uh, <laughs> I remember this being one of your favorites on the disc when you when you uh, when you gave it to me specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like how they placed it early on, and and I think it's cool actually to hear the live version too because it has a, a little more oomph to it. So, yeah. Uh, track four, the kids Ooh. off of two thousand two's an American paradox uh they go as far as to call this one the kids um it's got this fast heavy bombastic opening into like just that razor sharp guitar strung out really showing they've got the the goods when it comes to technical playing abilities an american paradox 
got mixed reviews because the record was a bit of a split between the band's uh, metal tendencies, I think, as we'll say, and and as Frank described, their, their punk roots. Uh, for me, I think they're they're straddling that line and making their own. Uh, and the kids is a perfect example of that. Really happy to hear it live uh, on the live in a dive release. Frank, tell me about them kids. Well, I really just like my kids and everyone else's yeah. could be could be dealt with by their own parents. So, I mean, that's just my thoughts. Anyway, this is a song that really puts punk and metal in, in, in the coffee mug and they mix it with uh, protein powder and sugar free sweetener. Because that's how I take oh. mine. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's a really cool track. I think this the studio version. They're they're really they're really good. So I, I like how it's that mix of both those. Very nice Two uh, track five. Every day off of 2000's uh, EP, The Element of Sonic Defiance, probably uh, one of the releases I'm, I'm the least familiar with from the, this time period. But man, I have to tell you, there is uh, some mm. absolutely killer soloing here and the crowd is just eating it up. Frank, every yeah. day. Yeah. So I was also familiar with this at the time, you know, when I bought it. Uh, but the minute I heard this, um, you know, I gravitated to the song's intensity right away. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this is a really good track. Really good track. Very nice. Track six, Population Control from the band's 94 debut album, uh, Another Day in Paradise. And I have to tell you, I love how they play the old school numbers here. At this point of the album, you know, eight-ish, yeah. nine-ish years, uh, the album, excuse me, is eight-ish, nine-ish years old. And their approach to all of these songs is far more, I'm, I'm going to use the word muscular. You can really hear that tone has developed I agree. since they recorded it. Uh, they clearly have a better understanding of how to make these songs just absolutely rip compared to back when they recorded uh, the album all those years ago. Is that just me, buddy? Well, fitting title on recent events, I'd say. But yes, you know, it, it's like they were able to meddle it up our asses just a little more. And I like when <laughs> bands do this because it shows. Fucking God. Man. I know, I know, right? Uh, sorry, go on. I, I had you at fitting. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they progressed really, really well here. And muscular is mm-hmm. such, such a good way to do it because it's like you have the original version, which, which is really cool. But then you have this, uh, this amplified version that's even more um, you know, mature. So, yeah, good job there. <laughs> Track seven, Velvet Alley. Uh, we return to an American paradox here. Remember, at the time, this was the album um th- their their latest album that they had just finished yeah. doing and i think this was included because they wanted to mix more songs from that album uh which makes sense uh but i, I think this is probably one of those tracks that i might have swapped for something like reason to believe off of twisted by design but that's just me uh playing fantasy setlist um you know nothing wrong with this song just one of those ones where i go this is a low light uh in an album without any low lights um would have seen something different for me personally but frank uh what are your thoughts i know it's a fan favorite song and i and i get that but but you're right you know a lot of these tracks here from american paradox are to promote the record because that's the most recent uh i i would have taken deville or mind of my own here from twisted Mm. by design so i i could i would totally be down with that swapping out yeah uh track eight bring out your dead uh subterranean wasteland blues uh i've always loved how dramatic this song is they do a great job of translating that drama here to the stage it always reminds me uh, of that nick cage movie of the same name yeah. it has that same kind of like wonderfully frantic energy frank mm-hmm. w- will you be bringing out your dead 
Yeah, I mean, I know that movie, so I can totally see what you're what you're talking about here. Uh, you know, this is their Halloween song, and if you ask me, the world could use more Halloween songs because it's an underrated holiday. Absolutely, great track too. Track yeah. nine. Rotten Apple, uh, going back to subterranean wasteland blues again. Uh, man, I love when they bring that kind of breakneck punk rock speed uh, and combine it with their their metal influence. Frank, we're nine tracks in. Mm-hmm. How you holding up? How you liking the show so far? Yeah, holding up well, man. I, I would have liked another tune from Twisted by Design here, but it's a live album. Hey, it comes with the territory. Sure. Track ten. <laughs> claw strophobic that's uh, claw with a k um the ba- <laughs> the band's track from the short music for short people comp frank it seems like uh jason is singing more about uh the fear of being closed in by another person more than uh enclosed in an actual space which makes me wonder uh you got any phobias too many to count. Too many oh, to count, man. But luckily, we do this show and have yep. music in general, so that keeps them at bay. That's all I got to say. Um, I can't think of many instances where bands played their 30-second songs uh, from, from that particular comp, so uh, yeah. it, it's pretty cool. We get a live version of that. Yeah. Uh, track 11, uh, Lost Motel. Ooh, uh, this is a, a B-side that would, uh, wouldn't otherwise be easily found until 2009's Prototypes and Painkillers, a collection of B-sides and rarities. Man, I remember the first time I, I heard this track and I was like, what the fuck? What album is this on? Uh, this song is fucking awesome. Mm. It's an absolutely killer song uh, about trying to find a better place in the world instead of uh, making it where you are and, and grappling with that. So happy they put all, all these... Uh, otherwise hard to find numbers on the album frank would you tell the people just how fucking rad the song is so it's my favorite strung out song and and one of my favorite all-time songs like no lie i'm Mm. I'm talking like top 50 here if i had to make a list um the fact that this is a b-side is just absolutely crazy to me such Mm -hmm. an amazingly written song and the studio version could almost be better because as i think in the verses there's a little more guitar intensity um regardless the ending and the build-up when jason sings i'm halfway home uh that just cuts you to the core man and it reminds me of a book i recently read and i highly recommend called the midnight library oh yeah so stick around for our next podcast check out this book uh, <laughs> track 12 be just time great. travel books but there you go <laughs> i mean hey that's what we're into these people don't care that we only do punk rock um <laughs> Track 12, Razor Sex uh, from An American Paradox. Uh, This might be my favorite song off of American Paradox, by the way. That crazy intro, the breakneck speed, that feeling of like bombs dropping in for the bridge. I'm not sure what you call that part. I I think it's the bridge. They do it twice, but it's just a badass part. Um, Look, I was a drummer. I don't know a lot of technical words for song writing. Um, And I love uh, they use the way they use the, the two vocal parts that uh, in the, in the verse that then come together uh, as a harmony for the chorus. Really cool. Frank, just talk to me, brother. Yeah. It's funny. I, I thought um, instead of breakneck, you put bareback since the song had sex in the title. <laughs> so I was like, all right, um, listen, this is song is that that black, red and white turn that the band did when mm. that carried them really into the records after this. So I think that's one of those tracks where literally that turn was taken, not only um, of course, you know, the, the musical style, but just the overall ambiance of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, great edgy and melodic song, man. What can I tell you? Track 13. Support your troops mm-hmm. off uh, another day in paradise. We're going back to that first album textbook mm-hmm. 
short and fast yeah. political number from the early days uh, that I will admit does sound a bit like Lagwagon in places, or yeah. maybe Lagwagon sounds like this song in places. Uh, but I really don't mind. Uh, I, I get why people would poo-poo it uh, for them, but to me, it, it just works. It's a it's a cool song. Frank, poo-poo? Well, not necessarily poo-poo, but you know, it's another spot where I would have liked a track from Twisted by the Sign. You know, cause, just because sure. I like that album so much. Um, you know, I mean, there's a certain quality, of course, you get with these songs regardless, but this almost feels out of place because they're on the cusp of what's to come kind of mm-hmm. after this record. So that's the only reason why I say that. Sure. Well, speaking of Twisted by Design, uh, track 14, Barfly, uh, a heart-wrenching number uh, about being held captive by our vices played at, again, bareback speed, Frank. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Have I told you how fast this band is and how good they are at going just absolutely balls to the wall fast? They're just so fucking good at it. Frank, if you were a a fly on the Mm -hmm. wall, Mm -hmm. would you be a barfly or are you going somewhere else? I mean, perhaps I love seeing a good train wreck and what better place mm-hmm. to do it than a bar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, man, they're just so fast. And the songs like this will make me wish we could have achieved that, that fastness when we were in the band. Yeah. Well, it, I think it's it's part of where that metal blends into the punk rock, right? Yeah. It just really that muscle that it takes to go that fast consistently and 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 in a in a cohesive way without everything falling apart and still being able to do cool shit over it, like. I agree. It's so tough. People just think like, oh, they're just going fast because they can't do anything else. And it's like, no, these guys are taking it to a technical level. And it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, there's intent. Absolutely. Track 15, Savant. Mm. I was really worried I wasn't going to say that word right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's spelled it's spelled odd. Like it's one of those words where you're like, is it savant? Yeah, uh, right. No, but it's savant. <laughs> um, I'm Mark. I can read. Uh, thanks, Hookdown Phonics. Uh, another track from Elements of Sonic Defiance EP. Uh, Frank. I read the lyrics for this song and man, heavy, heavy. Uh, Check these out to save face and deny you've lost your chance for a better way. Mm. Assassinate the threat, immortalize the corpse, write a book about the show and sell it back to the source. Riddle me this and I'll share you. uh, I'll share your world around Hang me on your wall and I'll bring your hurt down. Frank, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I, you know, I know. I remember reading one time that Jace released a book of poetry and this reads just just like poetry. Uh, very metal with the verbiage uh, mm-hmm. as far as what's going on. You know, I don't know. I mean, Savant is like a learned person, right? Like a scientist. So it could be uh, just a struggle here with discoveries and maybe those that oppose it or that are an obstacle or maybe the person's the obstacle. Your guess is as good as mine, brother. For sure. For sure. Track 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's going to be tough for me. Exhumation. Uh, mm-hmm. Where they exhume exhumation yeah. of Virginia Madison. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I, I did spell check it just to make sure i wasn't gonna like <laughs> am i saying this word wrong it's one of like you just don't see it in that format very often it's off a twisted by design uh a strung out love song as they call it here on the record you know about uh killing your lover then then burying her edge on, on the edge of town uh just to go home and put on your your sunday vest mm. and, and return to bury yourself next to her it's crazy how morbid this song is and how clean and wonderful these harmonies are it's really yeah. fucking crazy frank this has been a, a longtime favorite of mine also how about yourself 
Yeah, uh, and then the live version was cool. Is they do the slower intro verse, and then mm-hmm. it, and then it revs up on the album version. It gets right into the um, you know the speed. Uh, another fan favorite, obviously, and I could totally see why. Yeah, track seventeen, uh, in harm's way. Another day in paradise. Here again, uh, classic strung out. They, they crush it. Uh, I love the heavy fake out rift. Here we get. Uh, what says you, Frankadu? Yeah, I remember this being on a comp. I can't remember which one was it. Fat. Music for fat people. I I think it was like a no. I want to say it was like two. Maybe I don't know. Life in the well, Falcon. Okay. I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe one of those. It was one of those early ones. Okay, uh, classic though for sure. And and you could tell by this track alone, they they had all the potential here. Yeah. Track eighteen. Don't look back. Don't, uh, a B, don't do it. A, a B side from uh, an American paradox, uh, which otherwise uh, can be found uh, on that. 2009 prototypes and painkillers not sure why this one hadn't been on the proper album uh you know they talk about in the in the show that the first 10,000 cds got it but that was it this song is out amazing totally should have been on the 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 proper album frank your thoughts i mean they're writing so many good b-sides here that they could just brag about it the way oasis did for all those years and saying they don't write shitty songs, and that's why they're like this. I mean, it's crazy. It's amazing how someone mm-hmm. could hear these songs, like, and be like, "This is incredible." And and maybe someone heard something else to be like, "Well, this needs to be a B side." Um, it totally should have been album track. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, track nineteen, uh, "Cult of the Subterranean" uh, from an American paradox. You definitely know why this one made the album. The band says this was. Uh, this one's about freedom of imagination, freedom to do whatever the fuck you got to do to get by. I mean, classic punk rock ethos um, of feeling like the other and needing to stand up for yourself rather than fall in line with what society tells you. I mean, it doesn't get much more um, straight up punk rock ethos. Than that. Right. Yep. Frank, musically, we're yeah. hearing the band get far more technical with their song structures. Does it work for you here? Blending those two concepts? Yeah, because they actually have the abilities to do so, right? They have the musical chops to execute. I mean, I I'll hear all these sound these sounds in my head, uh, and I'll try to then emulate them on the guitar. I can't do it, you know. So mm-hmm. I, you know, they they did exactly what they set out to do. So um, I think they just needed some time to you know to figure it out. Cool. Just let me know if you start hearing any voices in there. Okay, okay I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, track twenty. Bark at the Moon from Ozzy Osbourne's 1983 classic of the same name. Uh, as a kid who grew up on, on Sabbath and Ozzy's early stuff, uh, this was a total treat for me. Frank, what do you think of the cover? And if you were picking a song yeah. for Strung Out to do as a cover on the on the album, uh, what would you have picked? It's a great cover. And I mean, for a band like Strung Out, you know, to, to have this, to, to be a basically kind of you know the heavy metal and the punk and dark i i think the first person that comes to mind right is is that ozzy sabbath time frame uh, of song so to me like that was a really logical choice you know misfits could work too but the thing is their songs were too short for a band like this and i think actually strung out shines when those songs are like the close to three minute range or three and a half minutes and well not many sure. misfits songs are like that so <laughs> no most misfits albums are like three and a half minutes. right exactly <laughs> Uh, track 21, uh, Matchbook, uh, to close uh, from Twisted by Design. Uh, one of the things I love about this band is the way they're able to to do some of that pop punk before it was like the cliche of pop punk, especially that Twisted by Design era. It's it's not emo. 
but it's honest and introspective without being cheesy. I, I love it as the closer. Uh, don't look back in anger. It's just a memory. Yeah. Lyrics that, that just absolutely made me fall in love with this band. Frank? It's crazy because it's one of the more popular tunes, and it's almost a, an outlier uh, for how pop punk it is. Uh, it's not emo by any means. Well, you know, late 90s, early 2000s emo, that is. Maybe if this came out during, like, rights of spring you know maybe it would have been classified as such regardless uh, it's a killer song killer closer one of their more popular songs so yeah man just what a what a show what what two nights uh, combined into one great show uh would you give us uh your final thoughts on the album and and should our listeners check out this record yeah, well, to no surprise, yes, they should check it out. Um, <laughs> I bought this the day it came out, and it was really great to revisit this. There are so many tunes on here that really reflect the band in the first half of their career. Uh, this live album is placed perfectly in the middle uh, because that metal that we've been speaking of will be coming soon. And uh, the band really hasn't taken a look back, which is crazy. Uh, I feel like this record was almost the closing of those early records. You could tell they wanted to get darker, faster, and more technical, which segues really kind of the if you're a punk fan kind of into the metal world um so so many good songs on here too close to see the kids uh everyday devotion uh, ultimate devotion and of course my favorite lost motel and a plethora of others uh if i had to be constructive on something mark uh, i would have liked more songs maybe from twisted by the sign and of course the recording uh you know i've listened to it in the headsets uh, the cars doesn't sound sometimes as clear as like the, the no use for a name live in the dive and then the lag wagon that would come after this this. However, listen, that doesn't really make a dent and impact that because the songs and the band are awesome. Eight and a half out of five for me. Uh, just a fantastic record. Eight and a half out of five, huh? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Eight and a half out of <laughs> Wow, it was that good. Eight and a half. Good? Yeah, eight and a half out of ten. <laughs> oh, man. man. Yeah, oh, one yeah. of my uh, absolute favorite things uh, about this performance is how well it's it's captured. It at the time, it's a, it's a little too loud in, in some spots. There's a right. Moment that's of, what it is, like you said. Yeah. There's there's brief moments of feedback, but for me, that adds that feeling of, of really being back in like a shitty little club in the early 2000s. Yeah. And it, it feels in that aspect, it, it gives it a little bit more authenticity to me. But I, I totally get your argument. Uh, the crowd is loud and and dumb, and the band interacts with them the way you would hope they would, right? Like just kind of making fun of them for saying stupid shit. And like, I used to love that about going to shows back then, and and just having bands being real with you. Yeah. For for a twenty one song set, clocking in an, uh, over an hour long, uh, and yes, I'm aware it was two shows taped together, but it yeah. moves. Every song keeps you engaged and it never feels like it's gone on for too long. Sure. I may have swapped out a song or two, just like Frank, but like, I, I really like the song choice. They really did a great job of making sure they had a little something from everything. Uh, too close to see monster mm -hmm. ultimate devotion. The kids bring out your dead lost motel barfly savant, Virginia, Madison. Don't look back. Uh, <laughs> Colt and Matchbook. I mean, yeah, the whole thing. That's half the damn album, and and they're all highlights. Just killer live album. Yep. This is a nine out of ten for me. Check out this record if if you're not familiar with the band. Phenomenal place to start. Um, not, not a nine out of five, right? Nine out of ten. <laughs> right, nine out of ten. <laughs> Was that good? Um, tell me, old chum. <laughs> what uh, what do you have uh, in the old bucket for us next week? All right, so. Listen, I Mark, I know one of 
your goals was always to mm-hmm. meet me mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Was it? No, nah, not at all. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know how to segue into it. So I've been deep diving into stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not many bands that really encompass the, the math standpoint, right? So we're going to do a little math rock here. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. Math rock. Okay. We're going to do math rock. And the band is called Meet Me in St. Louis. It was after, oh. a, after a Judy Garland movie. They're actually not around anymore. Um, mm. But this is a 2015 release. And the uh, album is called Variations on Swing. Okay. Okay. So, so and, and it is going to be a little bit of a challenge. And I'll tell you why. Because the songs are that musically intense. And sure. it's switching every maybe 30 seconds that sometimes oh. you you know you may find one uh, piece of a song that you like and you're like oh they moved away from it and now they're never going back because that's how the music is so hmm. I, th- I think it's gonna be a challenge maybe even for both of us i like some of the songs on there but you know you have to listen to this like a bunch of times really to get a good sure. feel for it so cool uh, they're a band they're from the they're from england um you know they're not around anymore uh the technicality of it I found to be really interesting and I uh, wanted, I wanted your thoughts on it. So meet me in St. Louis. I, I got to tell you every year, my, my in-laws uh, and my wife make me watch old Christmas movies. Yeah. And uh, I've seen this one two or three times and I, I don't understand the appeal to it, but I'm interested to see what a band named after it's going to sound like. And, you know, I learned to play the drums in, in uh, the drum set in, in jazz band uh, in middle school. So I'm really interested to see variations on swing has my full attention. I really want to see where they go with this. So yeah. Uh, oh my, my, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and real quick, I think the, the intrigue with that movie is because Judy Garland. So that's, yeah. that's my, my, yeah. Yeah, I I just I saw it once. I don't know why we have to watch it again. (laughs) There you go. It's yeah, I agree. Um, So you said, "Oh my!" I said, "Oh hell yes!" Yeah, that's right. And and thank you everyone for joining. Right? mm -hmm. Uh, Like, subscribe, rate, review. Be careful uh, in this insane of a blue dot we call world. Ooh, great reference. I like that reference. Uh, I'm so stoked that you made it through the episode. Keep on, uh, you know, rocking and rolling and and doing what you do in the free world. Uh, Give us some of your your favorite album picks. Um, You can do so anonymously if you'd like. Um, You know, just be like, hey, delete this real quick, but check out this album and we'll do that for you. Um, You know, if you don't want us calling you out on, on recommending a shitty album or hey, if you want to, we're cool with that, too. Anyways, you know the drill. Yo, my, my. Oh, hell yes. Oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You think my wife's going to be mad because I talk shit about the Christmas movies? Man? Did she really like that movie that much, though? I mean, I don't know if it's her. If it, I don't know. Is there a lot I'm of Christmas to get, I'm trying to get a little though? drunk. <laughs>